Good morning, Living Stones. Is anybody grateful to be in God's house this morning? Come on, I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us and those online. Can we just pray before we get started this morning? Father, we thank you that you're in this room today. God, we thank you that your presence is here. God, I pray that whatever anybody's walked through this week, God, that it would just fall at your name, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you for freedom. We thank you for strongholds that have to bow to you, Father. We thank you for a spirit of power in here, love, and a sound mind. We thank you that we can worship you from a place of freedom today. In Jesus' name. Come on, church, you say amen. Come on, do you believe that he can bring dead things to life this morning? Let me sing out today.
a victory this morning in his presence every stronghold will bow so today as we fix our eyes on Jesus that's how we see victory amen
because he won the victory for us. So he won the victory over your circumstance. So sing it from a place of faith this morning. Amen. So come on.
just you and him. It's not the band. It's not any of the teams. It's you and God today. So when we come in here, we celebrate him. We just worship him. We free ourselves of distractions. So we're going to sing this song. It's called Jaira. And I was just really feeling that, that scripture in Psalms 23 that just says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And later it says, he leads me beside green pastures beside peaceful waters, but then later it says, surely goodness and mercy, not mercy, mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Do we believe that today? 
says he prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. So as we sing this song, I just want you to focus on how good he is, how much he loves you. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's here right now. He wants to provide for you. It says the Lord, my provider. That's Jehovah Jireh. So today we sing it by faith. Amen. Let's do it. You spoke it. 
This morning, come on, he's enough. You are enough. Good morning, Living Stones. Welcome to church. Thank you for coming today. I know some days it doesn't feel comfortable to get out of your seat, to worship, to lift your hands. But I tell you this, your breakthrough's on the other side of your praise. Amen. You believe that? So why don't you find someone new today? Why don't we switch it up, do something different, look for somebody you haven't talked to. Just say, welcome home. It's good to have you. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. Wow. You guys look amazing. You do. But was that worship amazing? Like, woo! Oh, my gosh. Holy Spirit. I was like, I can't mess up my mascara right now because I'm about to go up there. And so I'm, like, fighting back the tears and stuff. But that was seriously on fire. I know, like, lit isn't, like, a cool thing to say anymore. That was, like, what, 2019, 2020, something like that. But I'm old school, so I go old. It was so lit. That was lit. Yes. All of the teenagers are like rolling their eyes at us. Yeah, like, I'm looking at all our youth right now and that? they're just like. My son's glad that he's not here. You can be like, your mom totally said lit on stage. She's super lame, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'll take lame. But that was amazing. That was worship. amazing. Yeah. Our worship team, you guys did amazing. Yes. Um, we've got Brad too. If you guys, I'm going to do like a little snip for a second. Do if it. You guys, do it. We love our worship team, but we also love Brad. He, if you guys are on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, he just released an album it's called awesome. Rare Acadia. Awesome. 
So if you haven't had a chance to download it, buy it. I don't even know what you do on there. I just downloaded it. but Just look for yeah, it. Yeah, look for it's it because awesome. it is an amazing. Youth had it blasting last week at Youth. So we love you, Brad. Congratulations. Woo, Brad! Awesome. You can't put an album out and not expect the church to announce it. Right, yeah. So it was he's so like good. so red back there. So good. Okay, so I guess we should introduce ourselves. Yes. You want to go first? Okay. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Sarah. Nice to see yes. you all. And thank you for joining us for Online Church. Yes. And we're going to go ahead and continue um, in our tithes and offerings. Do you want to talk about the ways to give on, chur- on, yes. on church? Yes, you can give okay. online. You can give on the Church Center app, livingstones.tv, also the Bible app. And in person, we will have our um, amazing ushers. ushers. Thank you. I was like... What do we holders? Call Couldn't think of the word for a second, but ushers. Usher sounds down. way more official than bucket holders. Bucket holders. Yeah. That was what came to mind. Sorry. Ushers. Yes, I know. I'm a pastor here. Yes. Okay, so um, so for the verse today, um, I have 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7 through 8. And it says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. And um, that verse just um, touches my heart. Um, I remember when we first started going to church and they're like, wait, we have to give our money to the church? Like, that's super weird. I want to keep my money. And um, and so I was like, not all about that. And AJ one, one day was like, you know, I really think that like, we're supposed to be doing this. And I'm like, like, okay, like five bucks, like toss my five bucks. And, and he's like, no, no, like, like there's an amount that like we're supposed to give. And I was like, like how much? And he was like, I think it's like almost like $900. And I'm like, oh no, we are not giving $900. Like you are out of your mind. I'm like, I'll go up to like 10, maybe 20 if it's like a good message. And then, um, and worship's on point. Worship's good. I won't say what church it was not this church. Okay. But, but that was like tithe got passed out. Like after the buckets got passed out after the message. And I was like, Oh, well we're paying. Like if it's a good message, then you put in like 20. And if it's not a good message, you put in five or whatever, you know, I didn't know. Right. I'm glad that you guys pray for me because I didn't know. And if you don't know, that's okay too. But, um, but then, uh, we started becoming faithful in our tithes and we started giving our 10% and then giving an offering above our 10%. And, um, I don't know, has anybody in here ever experienced God math? Okay. So if you've experienced God math, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so we, we were, you know, obedient, giving our tithes, giving our tithes, and then AJ lost his job. And then it's like, Ooh, gosh, like, are we supposed to like keep tithing on like what I'm making? Like, cause now we've lost half of our income and God was like, you know, like, you know, like why, why are you even questioning this? And it's like, okay, God, like keep giving it, keep giving it, keep giving it. And, um, like, wow, God is just so good that he continued to sustain us. We didn't have to give up anything. We didn't lose our house. We didn't lose our cars. We didn't lose any of that stuff. And we got to live the exact same lifestyle that we, I mean, we cut some corners, right? Like, okay, cable, Netflix is a little cheaper, right? But, but we got to, we got to sustain the life that God had given us and he continues to provide for us. And um, my husband has gotten to stay at home with our kids and drive them to school and um, just 
just be a part of their life and he gets to serve and um, do everything with his whole heart. And, um, you know, in the time it was like, this is no way, there's no way that we are going to be able to, to survive on this. And just knowing that God, he gave us everything that we needed and plenty left over to share with others. And so um, that verse, I've read that verse before, but today it just like sunk in a little bit differently. So um, we're going to go ahead and pray for yes. our, our tithes and offerings. And just to like kind of piggyback off that, because I want to honor them too, is that um, because of their faithfulness, AJ is able to serve this church and to another capacity that most people would not be able to because of this faithfulness. So we are so thankful for AJ and Sarah for that. God is good. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for today. We just thank you for um, faithful servants, Lord, that are able to just go in full faithfulness, Lord, and just to serve you, Lord, above and beyond what you've called us to do, Lord. I pray over these tithes and offerings, Lord, that you have, that we give to you with a cheerful heart, Lord, that we give to you um, just with an abundance of love for you and appreciation for what you have for us, Lord. We thank you. We pray over our Living Stones family, Lord, in your heavenly name. Amen. Amen. Let's see. Welcome, VIP guests. <laughs> if you are new, we are so excited to have you joining us. We um, have a connection card in the back. You can fill out to get more connected. We have tons of groups, and we would love to get to know you better, pray with you, get to know you, and just um, be able to share Jesus with you. And our amazing Pastor Jen will be at the back. Yes. She's actually working back there today, so stop by and see her after church. Mall. And we have a fun gift to give to you. We do. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, so follow us and stay connected through the week. Uh, Living Stones on Facebook, on Instagram. There's always ways to get connected and um, stay in touch with what's happening. Yes. And we've got youth this week. Oh, yes. so she gets on stage. Like last week when I said youth and you were like, oh. really? But then Pastor Jen gets on stage and really, it's like, guys? woo, youth. Wow. Let's she, try it again. Yeah, that go, was even kind of... <clears throat> we've got youth on Tuesday. Oh, there we go. Thank nice. Gigi gave, Gigi gave like a hand wave. So, guys, that's amazing. Right. Um, so, Youth Tuesday night at our house or my house. Well, my husband, our house. So, yeah. Um, you can get more details on the Church Center app. We are also going to camp. So, if you are not signed up, get signed up. Um, because if you have experienced camp, you know that God moves not only for um, these kids, but for our leaders and for us as a team. So um, be praying for us as we gear up um, for camp, and we've got a lot of fundraising to do. Um, so get registered. What are some fundraising things that you're going to be doing? Just out of curiosity. I'm just interested. I'm looking at Taylor. We're doing a garage sale. We're going to be doing um, babysitting nights. Woo! <laughs> And so we've got some fun stuff. Date yeah. night is coming up for our marriage couples, our marriage couples, our married couples, fifth Thursday of the month. So we're going to try to offer some babysitting for you guys so our youth can raise some money to go to camp. And then if so, they yeah. haven't signed my youth up, how much is the deposit? The deposit is $50 right now. Camp is $465, and you can register on the church center app. Nice. Yeah. I think I'm going to go. I'm youthful. I say lit, yes. so I should be able to go, too. Okay. <laughs> They're yeah. like, don't let her go. So, Taylor said no. Taylor said Taylor says no. I'm out. Okay. Thanks, Taylor. Right. Cool. Appreciate that. <laughs> rocking chairs. Okay, I'll just sit in my rocking chair and yeah, rock. Clearly, I will be, too. <laughs> okay, so um, this Thursday, we have Sisterhood. Where are our ladies at? Yay! 
Woo! Yeah. Um, so we have Sisterhood Thursday, 6.30 at my house, um, and the details for that is going to be in the Church Center app as well. So we look forward to having you guys over, Yes, and we'll see you guys then. Good times. We also, guys, I haven't been here, well, I've been here, but I've been in kids' ministry. Are you guys excited for Anchored? Woo! What is Anchored? Oh my gosh. Anchored is our marriage retreat. It's April 29th and 30th at the Mission Bay Resort in San Diego. If you guys have not been to Mission Bay, it is amazing. So beautiful. So awesome. It's a great time to get connected back with your spouse, learn about Jesus, and get anchored. Amen. That's good. I I already got registered, so I'm super excited. My husband was like, why are you waiting? Like, get on there, register. And so I did. Yes. You can sign up on the Church Center app. Early bird special, the last day to get it is tomorrow. So get in um, and register ASAP. Our regular price will start March 1st through the 27th, and the last day to register will be March 27th. So... And I also did want to let you guys know that there are a couple of sponsorships that are available. Um, So if you, if money is a struggle for you, right, because sometimes money is a struggle for us and that's okay, um, just connect with um, Jen, myself, I point to myself and call myself Jen, Jen, myself, Pastor Chelsea, um, Pastor Justin, um, AJ, Pastor Keith. Just connect with us and let us know, because if we don't know, then we can't help, right? So if you'd really love to go, but um, finances are a little bit tight, then just go ahead. And um, yeah, so let's go ahead and do that. And if you have it on your heart that you want to sponsor somebody to be able to go, you can also go online onto the Church Center app and you can do that as well. But we would love to have um, all couples there, all married couples there. Yeah. Yes. That's our goal. That would be awesome. Perfect. I think... It's my turn? Yep. Okay. Okay. It's my turn. Um, So get involved. So this morning, if you were here, you saw a huge group of people standing around this morning. Um, We had our rooted serve day. And so we got things set up so fast, like to the point where I was walking around and I'm like walking and Jen's like, why are you pacing? I'm like, there's nothing left to do. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. And so um, it was just awesome seeing how many hands make the work light. Yes. And how quickly things came together and how, you know, we get the opportunity to, to serve the Lord here in, in the Lord's house. And so yes. get connected, be part of a team or a group. And maybe you served somewhere today and you're like, ooh, I really didn't like that so much. That's okay. There's other places that you can still serve. Yes. So um, always ways to get connected. So if you're here at Sunday at 8 a.m. for the team rally and setup, we could always use your help. So thank you to all of you that came out this awesome morning to serve. Awesome job, guys. We appreciate and value you. Yeah. And then last but not least, get connected on our church center app, but also our lead pastor, Pastor Justin. Oh, he looked at me like that wasn't his name. I'm all. Awesome. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Oh, my goodness. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing good. I'm excited. Is anybody excited today? Yeah, yeah, I'm fired up. Man, there's some good-looking people out here. Where did a regular church go? It's crazy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Tell your neighbor you're good-looking. Come on, tell them, tell them, tell them. Awesome. I saw a lot of people online today. The Jaramillos, Gerilyn and, and Ross, love you guys so much. Glad you're on there. Dorothy Faragon, and you're amazing. Uh, Quinn and Beniva, awesome people. Oh my gosh, Dave Keys, 
Love you, man. Thank you for watching all the way in Menifee. It's incredible. It's incredible. The Bush family, love you guys so much. Ruben, you're amazing, man. Thanks for being on here. Oh, my goodness. So good. So many good, awesome people on here. Carolyn McKinney, love you, girl. Awesome. All right. Who's, do I got some paper Bible people here today? We've got a few of them. Yeah? Oh, that's a nice one. I like that one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one back there, too. Um, paper Bible people, where are my electronic Bible people at? You got, you got it on there? You know, you can follow along on the, on the Uversion Bible app. Just go right on the Uversion Bible app, click the uh, More button, Events, and look up Livingstone's Church. And I can't say this anymore, because if you go and look it up, there's actually another Livingstone's Church on there. We were the only ones, but now we're not. But I was excited. You know why? Because that, that church is from Alberta, which is where my favorite hockey team is from. So that was awesome. So I was like, oh my gosh, there, of course, you know, we, we launched Livingstone's Church, Alberta. Wonderful. I'm glad. I'm glad they're getting Jesus up there. Um, but uh, my, my Oilers are playing right now. You guys can keep score for me. Make sure that they're winning. Keep praying, interceding while we're, while we're working through this today because I need that. So um, anyway, so it, it's going to be a good day. Tell your neighbor it's going to be a good day. Oh, it's going to be a good day. We are starting a new series today. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited for this new series. Less than. Oh, doesn't that just sound so positive? Less than. You know, I, I'm excited about this series, and, and I was reading this article. Oh, sorry, for everybody, you can go ahead and turn to Mark chapter 9, verse 33 is where we're going to start today. But while you're turning there, I was reading this article, and it was on this, uh, this, this junk website. And I apologize, it wasn't our beloved, um, awesome junk, junk guy. If you need a junk guy, go, go see these guys over here. They'll take care of your junk for you. They are incredible. They do such an amazing job. Um, but I was reading this on a junk website, and it was talking about Five surprising things that were mistakenly thrown away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was reading this thing, and, and you're not even going to guess some of these. One of them was a gentleman's prosthetic leg. I mean, they, they found him. He was, he was out in the junkyard looking for his leg. Now, I'm, I'm pleased to announce he did find it. So he found his leg, but his wife accidentally throw, threw away his leg. And so it, it happens, you know, there's wives. Some of you are like, I wish I could throw away his leg, right? Are you with me? Like, just watch him hobble around a little while, see how important I am, right? Are you with me? Another one, they lost their wedding ring. Yeah, that one, that's a rough one, right? All of us have probably lost our wedding ring at one time or another, right? Um, lost their wedding ring. Another, another they, lost, they lost a kidney. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a doctor's office. She accidentally thought it was something that, that it was just, just matter and not, not something important, and she accidentally threw away a kidney. When, yeah, so anyway, so crazy, right? Isn't this stuff crazy? Craziness. Another one. They, they accidentally threw away their winning lottery tickets. This, this gentleman would buy the same numbers every single time, the same 15 lottery tickets, the same 15 numbers, and because he'd gotten so used to buying them and throwing them away and buying them and throwing them away, he just he threw them away before even checking. And all, each of those 15 lottery tickets was worth 50 grand each. Dude lost like 1.25 million and just threw it in the trash. Oh my gosh! Is it? I mean, I'm ready to dig through the trash right now. Let's go. We'll pass them out, right? Come on. And then the last one, the fifth one, that was pretty funny, was an actually a valuable piece of art. 
um, the, the cleaning person at, at the um, art studio accidentally threw away a piece of art. You know what the art was? It was trash. It was, this, it was, it was actually a, a description of the way the world is and how, how economically all the things, and it was actually trash that made this piece of art, and each piece was worth like $1,500 by itself. Like, so she, she swept up cookies because it looks like trash and threw it away. Right? Some of us, going through our lives, we feel like there's a lot of things that get thrown away that maybe shouldn't have. Come on. Come on. We're going through some stuff. So I'm excited for this series, Less Than. This is going to be the start of this series. Series intro. Here we go. Who's in Mark chapter 9? Good. All four of you. Wonderful. Verse 33 says, Then he came to Capernaum. I'm reading from the New King James Version on this one. I had to go back old school. This is how I memorized it, and that's how we do it. Most of the time we, we read from the New Living Translation, but this one we're going to the New King James Version. Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? Verse 34. But they kept silent. For on the road, they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest. Come on, this sounds like my kids in the back seat. Right? Verse 35. And he sat down and called the twelve and said to them, If anyone desires to be first. Come on, somebody say anyone. If anyone desires to be first. Do we have some competitive people out here today? I mean, you didn't even raise your hand fast enough. How can you consider yourself competitive? I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah, they all raise their hand like really fast, right? All the competitive ones. If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, verse 37, whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Come on, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for speaking to us today. God, I thank you that you're going to reveal some things, that you're going to show us some things about your character, who you are, and who we were called and meant to be. So God, we just thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. This scripture is the scripture for me. So this, this portion of scripture was, was my what we call kind of a life verse. When I was a kid, this scripture stood out to me so much because I did, I, I'm a competitive person. I, liked, I like things to be in order. I like, I like to work hard. I like to win. Does anybody like to win? I like to win. I don't like to lose. I, I actually refuse to lose. I, we'll keep playing until I win. Are you with me? Does anybody with me? Like, like some, it's like, no, no, we've got to keep going. Like, this, is, this game can't be over. I haven't won yet. Are you with me? Right? So I, I just like to win. And, and when I read this, it says, he who wishes to be greatest must make himself the least and the servant of all. Man, all of a sudden I learned something. If I want to be the greatest, i got to be the one who's going to be willing to serve, willing to go out and pour out, right? All of a sudden when, when others wouldn't go the extra mile, man, that's where I lived. Are you with me? Does anybody, anybody have some real estate on the extra mile? Can I tell you something? The, the extra mile, there's not that many people on it. Most people don't even go the full first mile. The extra mile, there's no traffic on the extra mile. None at all. You just keep going. You can go faster on the extra mile because nobody's in the way. Are you with me? Oh, my gosh. I love the extra mile. That's where I love to live. He who wishes to be greatest must be the servant of all. 
I've been asked so many times, Pastor, why do you do all these things? Why do you help me? Like my team knows, like I'm in it. I'm in it with you. I'm sweating on Sunday morning, putting things up and working and making it happen, right? Because I, I just believe that leadership, leadership should be lived out, not something you just talk about. Are you with me? Come on. It's not that, it's not that I, I need to do it all. Are you with me? I don't, I don't need to make sure every chair is straight. Someone will do that for me. Austin will do that for me. He'll take care of it. He'll make sure that my stage is put together so I don't fall through. I'm so grateful. But at the same time, oh, my gosh, I look forward to it. I look forward to getting up early on a Sunday morning and serving together. I was so excited to know that our rooted people were going to be here today, that I get to serve with these guys, and we get to build the church together. It was so fun. Why? Because the greatest among us are going to be those that serve. Amen? Come on. Come on. While the world around me valued fame and fortune, I learned that God valued servanthood and humility. Come on. Servanthood and humility. The greatest leaders in, in, in our Christian walk are going to be the greatest servants. Amen? Amen? Where are my note takers at? We got note takers this morning? Oh, we got some notebooks. We got some notebooks. Some of you are taking notes on the YouVersion Bible app. Good, good, good. Here's point number one. Humble service is the key to kingdom value. Humble service is the key to kingdom value. Listen, most people would throw this stuff right out the door. Because you know what? Like serving in kids ministry, oh, I don't know about that. Because no one's going to see me. No one knows how hard I'm working. I'm all the way back here. And the kids, they don't even appreciate me all the time. Are you with me? But then I read right here. When Jesus is going to talk about how you win in the kingdom, he talks about this little kid. Are you with me? He took a little child and set him aside. Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. You know, when I talk and I share with people and I inspire people, I want to see God do so many things in people's lives. And a lot of guys, they're like, yeah, you know what? One day I want to stand on stage like you. One day I want to, I want to be up there playing an instrument. and I, I want to be, right? You know, you know why? there's bright lights right here because it makes you feel good like you're in front of everybody else but I don't get a ton of people that are like oh I just want to serve in kids ministry can I tell you something you know I, I know what, what the word says that, that in, the, in heaven last will be first first will be last don't be surprised when I get to heaven if I have just a little shack while our kids workers have a mansion are you with me because they're pouring themselves out Come on, they're pouring themselves out and, and making sure that our kids not only get babysat, no, making sure that they know the voice of God. Come on, our, our kids' workers are back there raising up the next generation. Come on, and this is what Jesus cares about. When he looks down and smiles, he skips right over me. He does. He, he, he looks, he's like, oh, Justin's doing his thing. Okay, where are my kids' workers at? Where are my kids? Because they're the ones that are living out my truth. They're the, one, they're the leaders among leaders. Are you with me? It's them. It's that servant's heart. Oh, my goodness. I get so excited about that. It's so good. Matthew 20, verse 25, says, But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of this world lord it over their people. Mm. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. Gosh, does it sound familiar to anybody? Verse 26, but among you, it will be different. 
You know what I hate sometimes is that we come into church thinking it's going to be just like the world. How do I get promoted? Whose attention do I need to get so I can get promoted? All this is like, what do I need to do to become pastor? What do I need to do to, be, to lead my own church? You want to know how you lead your own church? Be the biggest servant. Be the biggest servant. Be the biggest servant. Listen, it's not about what you know. It's not about the schooling you go to. It's about having that servant's heart. This is who God promotes. Come on. Among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Come on, somebody. Verse 27, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. Come on. When, when you call, do you expect me to answer? Come on, somebody. Right? Right? Come on. Like, like we become a slave. Not, not, be, not a negative thing. Don't hear me wrong. Oh, you're a slave because you're, you want, you desire. You desire to be what God wants you to be. Are you with me? For even the Son of Man came. This is it right here, guys. You know, I, I'm always looking for a good example. Who would be a good example of servant leadership? Hmm, let me think about that. I wonder, well, you know, AJ and Sarah, they're great servant leaders. Maybe that's a great example. We could use that one. Pastor Keith back, he's a great example. We got, I mean, goodness, there's so many great, wait, there's a better one? For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus! Somebody say Jesus. Jesus! Jesus is the best example. He had every right to tell people what to do. You go do this. I don't want to do that. You go do it. You know what? I, we, need a, we need a sacrifice. And you know what, John? You're, pretty, you're a pretty good guy. We're just, I'm going to throw you up on the cross. You cool with that? But no, he didn't do that. He came to serve. I mean, when, when he's sitting there and he goes to start washing his disciples' feet. And, and Peter's like, you can't wash my feet. You can't do that. You, I know who you are. Let me wash your feet. You can't have. And, and Jesus says, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. Of course, Peter's really smart at this point, right? So he, he says, well, then don't just wash my feet. Like, wash everything. Wash me clean. I'm the dirtiest guy here. Just wash me, right? Some of us, we would respond the same way. Are you with me? I would respond the same way. But here's the deal. You know, Jesus, Jesus is that example. He said, no, I got to wash your feet. I got to show you what leadership looks like. Leadership looks like servanthood. Leadership looks like servanthood. Love you, sweetheart. Good to see you. Leadership looks like servanthood. Oh, my gosh. So many new and old faces here today. I'm just excited. I'm pumped. Pumped, pumped, pumped. Jesus showed by example what kingdom value is. He said kingdom value is not the one on the pedestal. It's not the one on, at the pulpit. It's not the best looking or, or the most, most uh, successful. Per- that, that's not kingdom value. Kingdom value is found in servanthood. Kingdom values found in servanthood. When Jesus looks down at his good and faithful servants, come on, when we had the opportunity to serve somebody, did we pass it up and give it to somebody else? Woo, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Man, I learned a long time ago, nothing is beneath you. Putting out chairs, oh, come on, bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready. Cleaning up something nasty, come on. It's, it's all it's all for the glory of God. Are you with me? Right? Ah, oh, there's something about that servanthood. Your power 
comes from your ability to serve. Woo! It's not about exalting yourself. Oh, if you exalt yourself, that's all you get. That's all you get. But realizing the true power comes from servanthood. Amen? Amen? I, I love this. I was reading this other article, and it was about the president of Ukraine. Has anybody been seeing in the news all the stuff going on there? The Ukraine was invaded by Russia. And our government went over there and said, hey, we'll rescue you. We'll take you out of here. We'll put you in a safe place. And you know what the president of Ukraine said? I need ammunition. I don't need a, I don't need a ride. I'm, I'm here to fight. Come on. Because a servant leader doesn't leave his people to rot. Are you with me? A servant leader picks up right next to him and goes to the fight because it's worth fighting for. Are you with me? Oh, my gosh. We had such a good time at men's group this last week. Where are my lions at? Got some lions in the room. Oh, my gosh. It was the most fired up I've ever seen these men. If your man is not fired up, send him to men's group. We will fix him. We will fix him. That little sheep will become a lion before you know it. Oh, I was watching these guys who are going through crud in life, but deciding, you know what? I'm going to stand up and I'm going to believe God at his word. I'm going to walk through this. I'm not going to sit down and have a pity party. I'm going to see what God can do. I'm going to believe for more and let iron sharpen iron. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Ooh, it just changed everything. I was sitting there so pumped out of my mind. I don't need ammunition. I need ammunition, not a ride. Come on, somebody. How many of us are looking for a ride? Let's be honest. And all you really need is ammunition. Psalms 84, verse 10. It says, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. Verse 11. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. Come on, somebody. Somebody say grace. Somebody say glory. Come on, somebody say grace. Somebody say glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Verse 12. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. Oh, does anybody remember that, that old song about 20, 30 years ago? Better is one day in your courts. Anybody remember that? Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Amen. Come on. God's house is a house of service. God's house is a house of service. Come on, somebody. A place where your value is not based on your reputation or your possessions, but by your ability to respond in service to everyone around you. Woo! Oh, that's what the church is supposed to be. Where value is not based on how cool you are, how much you tithe. Come on, somebody. Oh, one thing you will never see me do is take out big tithers just because. Woo! Oh, that makes me so sick. Are you with me? Because I just believe that we can, we can see more people impacted by the Lord and if they know the truth. And so spending more time with more people, watching them. But maybe, maybe you're going from a, a, a tiny, like, like a tipper, like Sarah. There's a tip jar at the back. You can throw that in there, right? It'll go straight to the marriage ministries and all that. But you go from a tipper to a tither. And maybe, maybe you know, 
Maybe, maybe your tithe isn't $900 like them. Maybe, maybe your tithe is only $150. Maybe, maybe it's only 5 bucks. You're like, I only made 50 bucks this week. I did everything I could. Listen, when you start to learn the principles of what God can do, he'll start unleashing blessing that you can't contain. Oh, if you don't believe me, give it a try. Give it a try. See what happens. See what happens. That God math is a real thing. All of a sudden you're like, I don't know how, but I'm doing better than I was when I wasn't giving. I don't understand this. I, I did pretty good in math, even for those of you that you know, took algebra a few times. Five times for AJ. That's why he, he walked out in faith and not Sarah. Sarah's, Sarah's too smart for these things. AJ, we don't accuse him of that. Amen. Amen. Right? But you can see the fullness of what God wants to do. Your ability to respond in service to everyone around you. That's where value is found. You have something to give, even when you think you don't. Come on. Pour yourself out and see what God can do. Point number two for my note takers. To follow Christ is to be a willing servant. To follow Christ is to be a willing servant. Well, I don't know if I like that, Pastor. Like, how willing do I have to be? Like, what if it gets, like, super ugly? Can I just let somebody else do it? Pastor, isn't there, like, a, a threshold where I call one of the pastors at church to go do it for me? Come on. Oh, servanthood. Servanthood. God, use me. You want to have the most dangerous prayer? God, Use me how you see fit. Oh! No, 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 no. I like the idea. God, use me to play on this keyboard because I'd like to do that, God. I don't know how to use this thing, and hopefully don't turn it on because it'll sound terrible. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I, I want to be used to. I'm not going to pick up all these instruments because I'll break something. But I want to be used to do something fun. I want to be used to do something exciting. I don't know about picking up curtains and changing diapers and all these other things. I want to be used for what I want to be used for. That's not how servanthood works. When you humble yourself. Listen, Jesus was sitting up on his throne, hanging out with the angels who worship him all day, all night. And his dad says, hey, I need to do something. I need you to go down there. And I need you to be tortured. And I need you to die. Because if you don't die, they can't be with us. And Jesus said, hmm, okay, sounds good. Write out the plans, I'm down. Right? You haven't read that one? It's in Justin 3.16. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The word says, Pastor, you can't add anything to it, can't take any, anything from it. You know, the same person that says that also doesn't read about what servanthood looks like. Hello. Hello, hello. Come on, the word is living and breathing, and it should be living and breathing in you. Woo! You can't just pick the verses you like. Come on, somebody. John 15, verse 12, says, this is my commandment. Are you ready? This, this is it right here. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. Now, are we thinking the depth of that? Oh, it sounds so good. Love each other. Love each other. Who doesn't want to love each other? We can love each other. This will be awesome. We'll love each other. Ooh, love each other. 
Oh, I love going to church. Everyone loves each other. Love each other as I have loved you. I gave my life for you. I laid it all. I got up off of my high horse. I came down to the yuck and the nasty, and I loved you. I poured, I cleaned your feet. I loved you. I loved you. It's a different kind of love. It's not just something you say, it's something you do. Oh, the world wants to be, wants, wants tolerance to be the love that we have. Tolerance is not love. That's not love. It's not love. When you, when you go and read in Corinthians what love is, go read the love chapter. Go read, go read about what love is according to the Bible. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does, not, love does not seek after itself. Are you with me? Love is not prideful. So that means that if we're going to really love, tolerance is not it. i got to really love people. Oh, goodness gracious. I don't know how, if you know how heavy that stuff is. That's heavy. That's heavy. Verse 13. There is no greater love, no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Thank you, Mr. President of Ukraine, to show what real love is. He had every right to just get out of there. They're all after him because if they can take the head, they can take the rest. So he could protect himself thinking it's the right thing to do. Mm. I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I didn't read that far into it. But based on his actions, he knows how to love more than most Christians. Because most of us won't go into ugly places. We won't fight that fight. We'll let somebody else fight it. It's, you know, I'll, yeah, everybody posts, I'll pray for Ukraine. Pray for Ukraine. Send them something. Send them something. You know, pray for your neighbors. But go knock on your, their door and tell them how awesome they are. Tell them who God says that they are. Tell them that they're valued and that you know they're going through stuff just like you are and that they need someone to do life with. Come on, somebody. You want to change our nation? That's how you do it. One door at a time. One family at a time. One person at a time. To follow Christ is to be a willing servant. Verse 15, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. Verse 16, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Jesus chose you. He chose me. He chose us. We didn't have to choose him. Before we even knew we needed a Savior, he chose us. Before we, we, we even thought like, hey, I need to repent for all this stuff. He already paid the price knowing that you needed it. I'm going to post bail before you even commit your first sin. Are you with me? You didn't choose him. He chose you. He could have picked any of the million sperm cells that your dad gave your mom. And he chose you. He chose you. You know what that means? It means you are not an accident. Come on, somebody. I know, I know. I'm being inappropriate. Chelsea's here today to help me and keep me from being too inappropriate. Usually she's in kids and I can get away with these things. 
But you know what? He chose you. He chose you. And listen, I know, just like anybody else, you might have thoughts in your brain that say that you're not worth it, that you're less than, that you're not good enough, that all the things you've done have disqualified you. Divorce, oh, you've been divorced, you're disqualified. Yeah, wait a minute, you, you, you act in gluttony on a regular basis, you're disqualified. Can I tell you something? My Jesus already paid for those things. He paid for them. He paid for them. Now, it doesn't mean we keep living in it. Listen, you can be set free from it. Amen? You don't have to be in bondage the whole time. As you walk through things with God, he'll help you to take the chains off. Most of the chains that we hold on to are self-imposed. Oh! Oh, I should have put a mirror on underneath every one of your chairs so you could see whose fault it was. Oh, that hurts. Gosh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, there's a great church right over here. That, I mean, they will not hammer you with these things. They're awesome. I mean, Pastor Brian, I ask him, dude, don't hammer people because i got to send people to you to get fixed when I break them. Listen, when we take personal responsibility, all of a sudden we start to realize that the depression that we feel is something we've held on to, not something that's been put on us. Are you with me? I know this is hard to hear. I'm losing friends as we speak. It's okay. I love you. I love you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. But what about my circumstances? If you created me to produce lasting fruit, why do I keep getting the ax? Anybody with me? You ever feel that from God? I got a word from God about 10 years ago, but here I am getting the ax again, right? Here I am getting hit by one more thing. There's a battle. No one said there wasn't going to be a battle. No one said you wouldn't have to fight for it. I wonder how Ukraine feels right now. Living in freedom a week ago and now not. Now running for their lives, protecting their kids, sending them off and not knowing if we're ever going to see dad or mom again. Are you with me? Listen, our, our nation is not far from the same thing. I'm not trying to create fear. Listen, I'm not trying to create fear. But it, our freedom can be taken like that, like that. Like that. You know, if you, I don't know if I should say this. It might make some people mad. Not that I haven't said anything that made people mad already, right? A few years ago, it was written that you shouldn't, no one should own an automatic weapon. I know everybody has different opinions on weapons and things like that. Listen, I'm not trying to push any of my, my own agendas. But I remember it was said that no one should own an automatic weapon. And then our, that same government just sent millions of automatic weapons to Ukraine because freedom is at risk. We can't live in the same place with, with the, these two different mindsets. Pretend like it's okay. Are you with me? Freedom is worth fighting for. But you don't have to wait until you don't have it to finally fight for it. Are you with me? You don't have to wait to lose it to finally fight for it. Come on, somebody. I'm sorry. I, I know I shouldn't be talking about that. That's very political. But I love you. I love you. I love you whether you wear blue or red. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what color, creed, where you, what side of the tracks you grew up on. Jesus loves everybody. Are you with me? You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever I ask you, whatever you ask for using my name. Verse 17. This is my command, love each other. That's the kind of love that God's talking about. How do you love each other? 
Can I tell you one of the best ways to love each other is to live in the promise that God gave you? What do I mean? How do you love each other? Because all of a sudden, you know how love doesn't get where it needs to be? When we don't believe in who God created us to be. Because if I don't believe that God created me for greatness, if I don't believe, if I take only just the, what the naysayers will say, listen, one day I will see thousands of people writing negative things online about who I am, how I preach, what I do, what I wear, all these things. Get ready. It's just part of the deal. It's going to happen. Most of us won't step out in faith because we're afraid of what other people will say. If you want to learn how to love each other, it's to walk in the promises that God gave you. Be willing to serve when it doesn't make sense. Come on, somebody. Be willing to serve when it doesn't make sense. A living sacrifice. You know, if I look around the room, I know something about you. I do. It's true. I asked Jesus. He told me. I know something about you. I know that if you had a loved one in a burning building, you wouldn't even count the cost. You would run in after them to pull them out. Amen? You'd run in after them to save them. I know that if someone pulled a gun on your family member, you wouldn't even hesitate to jump in front of the bullet. Are you with me? I know that. I know that about you. God told me you did. If, if, if your kid ran out in the middle of the street and you saw a moving vehicle coming after them and they didn't see what you wouldn't even wonder. I, well, if I, let me, let me just take, take a, uh, a, an assessment, a, a risk assessment. I need to take a risk assessment. The possibilities of what could happen if I ran out there and saved them. You wouldn't even question it. You'd be in the street and hit by the car before even the first thought went through your head. But you know what? Most of us would die for those that we love. But how many of us will live for them? How many of us will live for them? How many of us will serve them in a way that we value them the same way? The same way that we'd run right in front of danger without thinking. Why isn't it that we serve without thinking? Well, I got to think about it. You know, we've got soccer. We've got these things. We, you know, I was, don't, don't hear me wrong. We've got all these, I, I, some, I, I have a family that's a big soccer family, so I didn't want them to think it was, I'm talking to them. But I've got all these things I, c I can't really serve. I've got to weigh it out. Are you kidding me? And they serve in a ton of other ways, so don't. I don't know why this even went that way. Sorry, you guys. I love you. I've got to pick something up. Fishing? No, hockey hockey's important, you guys. We can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. I'm sacrificing for you right now. What's the score? Is anybody watching that for me? Nobody's watching. This is how much they serve me. What was it? You're listening. Oh, my mother-in-law knows what she's supposed to say. Good job. I don't want to know. Yeah, they were supposed to lose anyway, so. Oh, you guys aren't praying hard enough. Oh, you don't know what hockey is. They always bait me with this. I tell them every time, it's like football but manly. But anyway, it's all right. It's all right. Super Bowl's over. You don't have anything else to do. Anyway, Philippians. Let's go back to the Word of God, you guys. You're so distracting. Back to the Word of God. Philippians 2, verse 6 says, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Verse 7. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave 
and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Come on. This, this is our leader right here. This is him right here, you guys. This is living that less than life. Point number three. I will live the less than life. I will live the less than life. I can't wait for the rest of this series to get into what, what things uh, the, that the world values or devalues and what, how God values it in a different way. Do I have any ladies in the house? You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Because I know that our ladies are powerful and amazing. And I know that the world has tried to keep ladies down in so many different ways. Said they can't be pastors, they can't do these things. Listen, I... That's not in the Bible that I read. Oh, but you'll quote these verses about women need to stay in their place. This is what they're supposed to do. That women shouldn't teach men. Yeah, that's in there. It's true. But you take it out of context. Because that wasn't spoken to all the churches. It was spoken to one church, one, one gospel, one, one church in the Bible. Because there was one issue with that one church where they were trying to correct that issue. Listen, if I, if I correct one person in here, it doesn't mean that everyone needs that same correction. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. That means that women can be pastors. Oh, I know that goes against everything you learned all your life. But you actually have to read the Bible in context to know that that's true. That's true. Some of the most powerful, powerful people in the Bible were women. Come on, somebody. So they're not less than. Come on, somebody. Ah. Ah. Get my worship team up here. Let's get into some craziness. God, I just thank you. I thank you for speaking to us today. Letting us know that a less than lifestyle is what we're all called to be. That we are all less than in some area or another. That we all, we all don't measure up the same way. So Father, I ask God that you just speak to us. Speak to us. Show us where we're supposed to be what we're called to, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Mark 9.35, I should get it tattooed on my body somewhere, because this one, I mean, this is the verse for me, this is how I learned how to live my life, and it's not to boast on myself, it's to boast on God's word and how good he is. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last and the servant of all. God doesn't make us less than. But we can choose to live that kind of a life. Instead of thinking we're better than everybody, all of a sudden we go to serve everybody. Not complaining why somebody didn't open the door for me, but going to open the door for somebody else. Are you with me? Not complaining about how somebody put things together, but thanking them for what they already did and saying, hey, is there any way I can serve you? Amen? This is a word for somebody. I believe this is a breakthrough word for somebody. Because that thing that so easily ensnared you, that stuff that's holding you back from what God's called you to, can be broken by living in the power that God's given you already. You might feel powerless by the world around you. This thing that's tearing you apart in every which way. And you're trying to fight it. You try to fight it. 
thinking, I gotta beat this. But the way to fight it is to serve it. Oh, that sucks. I know, I know, but it's real. It's real. Because when you let, when it no longer has the power over you, that you can outserve it, you can outlove it. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. Somebody sins against you, cover it in love. Oh, that's poison in your mouth, isn't it? I can taste it. I can taste it. Serve this person who persecuted me. I can taste it. I'm not asking you to do this for them. I'm asking you to do this for you. Because you'll be set free. All of a sudden, that thing no longer has power over you. When you no longer are living by the criticisms of other people, all of a sudden, you're just living by the value that God placed on your life. Oh, hit me all you want, but I'm serving the Lord. I'm praising Him because He's worthy. I'm praising Him because He's good. Man, you might want to afflict me, come after me and talk negative about me, but I tell you what, my God is bigger than that. And I'll show you by my love, a love that goes down into the ugly places. Are you with me? Ugly places. Winning in the kingdom of God is being willing to serve Him and His people. That's it. That's it. I just gave you the secret. That's it. Winning is serving. When you think about how I can win this, listen, I'm a strategy guy. I don't get into bets and things unless I know I'm going to win. So if I bet you something, don't bet with me. I probably already know. Are you with me? I already know what's going to happen. Because I like to win. When I saw this in the Bible, all of a sudden, I found out the sure way to win is through service. I guarantee you, I've had so many people stab me in the back, and I will never turn them away. Never. Why? Because that's who Jesus is. Will I be pissed? Yeah. Will I probably say some choice things under my breath? I'm a human being, you guys. I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. But I look to him as my answer. I look to him as the author and finisher of my faith. I look to him to go, I got to get over myself. They stabbed me in the back. And when, when everybody stabbed Jesus in the back, when they beat him with to an inch of his life, his response was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. It might take you a minute to get to that place. Where you say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And you might say it gritting your teeth, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah, they do. No, they don't know what they do. Remember, you forgiving is not for you, or not for them, it's for you. You forgiving is not for them, it's for you. It's so that you can be set free. Because your purpose is being put on hold by your pride someone's opinion of you circumstances that happen to you all these things are secondary to the God who created you and when you live in his promise he says hey the people who win in my kingdom they're the biggest servants they make themselves less than they get up off of off of their pedestal 
come down into the brokenness of other people's lives. I'm not mightier than thou. I'm not higher than thou. Are you with me? I'm not better than you. If you saw my thoughts, you wouldn't come to church. This dude's jacked up, okay? But here's the thing. If we can get off of our place and come down to those, those places with other people and start to realize that we're all going through life together and that we're in this together, I guarantee you that my team does not think that I'm better than them because I'm right there in the middle of it with them because we're doing it together. Are you with me? And we can do this together. We can see our nation transform. We can see skin color disappear because all of a sudden we see the love of God. When If I know that everyone was created in the image of God, then I know what I'm looking at is a part of Jesus. I'm looking at a part of Jesus, even if it's not a part that looks like me. Hello? 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 The last time that my toe looked at my forehead, they looked different. They looked different, and they didn't get in a fight over it. I didn't start kicking myself in the head, mostly because I'm not that flexible. My knees and thighs get in the way and fulcrum in the middle, you know. But here's the thing. When we start to see people the way that Jesus sees people, he didn't even question it. He didn't even, he, he, oh my gosh. He said, if there was another way, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, Father, at your will, if it's your will, then I'm going to the cross. It's worth it. It's worth it because all of the body needs to be saved. All of the body needs to know love. All of the body needs to be free. It's worth it. Now, Jesus didn't just say that when you were in church shouting. He also said that when you're in that dark place that nobody knows about, that nobody will ever know about. When you were committing a sin, when you were in that broken place in your spirit, you knew what you were doing was wrong, but you did it anyway. He still said it was worth it. It was worth it. I love them, and I can't let that thing keep them from me. I love them. He, he stepped in front of the bullet, you guys. Stepped in front of it without hesitation. Put those nails in my hands. Not my son. Not my daughter. Not that person. That person you hate, Jesus loved. That person that gets on my nerves, Jesus died for. Are you with me? I know, I know, I know. You're like, I can't even see Christ in this person. The only way to overcome that is His love. No amount of logic. I can't, I can't talk anybody into being a Christian. Are you with me? I can't talk anybody into knowing God. Most of the time, I have to talk very illogically to get people to make sense. Because if we went on logic, everybody would know Christ. Right? Everybody would. There's no other way. I am the way, the truth, and life. No one gets to the Father except through me. I'm the only way. That's what Jesus said. That doesn't mean Livingstone's church is the only way. Did you hear me? 
There are tons of churches out here, whether they worship like we do, whether they spit on people like I do, right? It do, they're all the churches. Jesus is the way. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Chelsea asked her, she said, hey, when, when do you take your Sabbath? And they said, I don't even know if I ever have. I'm not sure I even know the meaning of that. That's why you get burnt out. And you don't prioritize what God said. God is all-powerful, almighty, can do all things, and yet took a day of rest. When we don't, we're saying that we know better than he does. church doesn't need more burnout leaders. It needs more people who know that they can rest in Him. That it's okay to turn your phone off. It's okay to just spend time with your family. It's okay to shut it all out. Turn off Netflix. Are you with me? It's okay to just sit in His presence. Some of us, we get so antsy sitting without something to do. You'll know if you're one of them. Go try it today. Go sit and try to do nothing. See how fast you start jittering and want to pick up your phone. Come on, I'm just being real. We've lost the ability to rest because of the onslaught of the enemy, because of the onslaught of our choices, because of the onslaught of everything around us, because of just being entertained. But if you can sit in his presence and just rest, gosh, even if you just do it for 15 minutes, Watch what kind of life he can breathe back into you. I don't have time, Pastor. I can't do that. I'm so busy. Make it a priority. God did. God did. God did. I think somebody needs to hear that today. That's not in my notes. That's a freebie. Your $20 tip can be received in the bag. Or $5 if it wasn't that good. There's some people in here, you got set free today. You learned the game plan, how to win. But it's up to you now what you do next with it. It could just be a message that, I think I heard that preached on once before or something like that. Or it could be the thing that changes your life and you tattoo this thing on your heart. All of a sudden, like, no, this is who I am. If I want to be the greatest, I need to be the servant of all. I look for opportunities to serve. I look for opportunities to be generous, right? Are you with me? This is where things begin to shift in your life. If you don't have enough, be generous. I know, that don't make no sense. Does it? That's God logic again. It's God logic. God math, God logic. Everything in the Bible, it seems, it's countercultural. I wonder why it says that we're not of this world. Because when we're living in this culture, when the culture of this world, 
We miss it. We miss it. <laughs> With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to take a moment. I believe that every opportunity that God gives me to speak is an opportunity for him to get to know another one of his sons and daughters. So if you're here today or you're watching online, all my online people, David Smith, come on, all these people. If you're watching online, watching on YouTube, wherever you're at, if this is your moment, you're like, I've been doing it all wrong. I don't have this thing all figured out like I thought. If that's you and you're going like, man, I thought being a Christian just meant you went to church. I thought winning was checking the box. Now you're learning how to really win. If you're here this morning and you haven't made Jesus your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is your time. There's no sense in waiting any longer. You've already lived the other life. I almost look at it like the Matrix. You've already gone down that road, Neo know where it ends you've already gone down that way daughter you've already gone down that way son you know how that ends I got something better for you I got something real a love that surpasses all understanding and I want you to know it if that's you here this morning I want you to raise your hand for me say hey I want to give my life to I want to have that real relationship with Him. I don't need another religious thing to attend. I need a real Savior to come into my life and help me to change from the inside out. I can't do this on my own. Is that anybody here this morning? Nobody's looking around. This is your moment between you and Jesus. Saying, I want that. I want that. If that's you watching online, you're sitting on your couch with tears flowing down your face thinking who, who emailed the pastor and told him everything that I needed to hear it's the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit knows you, he loves you cares about you doesn't want to leave you in the pit so if that's you watching online or you here in person, you raise your hand and you're like that's me, I want you to pray something like this just pray, pray dear Jesus give my life to you today. Thank you for forgiving me for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross and being raised from the dead three days later so that I could be free with you in eternity. Thank you, Jesus, for stepping in front of that moving vehicle for me so that I could be free. Lord, I don't know how to be a good servant yet, but I'm willing to try. Teach me to be more like you. Teach me to see all of what you have for me so that my life can be set free. In Jesus' name I pray. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout in this place. Lift up a shout for Jesus. <laughs> he is more than enough. Now, for some of you that are new, this is going to be weird, okay? 
for those of you that know it's about to go down, this is what the Holy Spirit does. Um, I'm grateful for it, and I still think it's weird. But God will allow me to feel pain in my body sometimes because he wants to heal somebody or touch somebody or give them a word. And I felt a few things over the last few days. The big one was on, on Thursday at men, before men's group and for like the next day and a half. But because the pain's completely gone, I know it's not for me. It was my own pain, it's for somebody else. But I had this pain in my left hand on my first knuckle on the pointer finger. It was right on the inside of the knuckle. And I was telling Chelsea about it. I told her it felt like I had punched a wall or something and it broke my hand. And that it hurt really bad. Now, is that somebody here where they have that pain in their hand? That's you? Awesome. I'm going to pray for you. And you're going to get a word about other things. Father God, I just thank you that you care about your daughter, that you care about what she's going through. You care about what she's fighting. And God, right now, I just release her. Your word says that what we release on earth is released in heaven. What we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And God, I bind the thought that she is less than, that she's a less than citizen, that she's a less than person. She doesn't have to equal what the world says she has to equal. She doesn't have to measure up to what the world says a mom should be. She doesn't have to meet those expectations. But God, what she's fighting, I gotta pray, Lord, that that healing would come over her on a physical way in her hand, but God, even more so in her spirit. Set her free, God, that she wouldn't have to walk like that anymore. We lift that thing off of you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God.